Hello, and welcome to Den of a Doctor, in which four sets of budding entrepreneurs bring four fearsome dragons. Now they hope to walk away with a big watch of cash and the backing of an influential business expert. But if they fail to convince the dragons, they will walk away with nothing, along with a big, smelly, stinky stench of failure, which is even more smelly than a dragon's fart. First in the den tonight are two wise old time lords who are finding the den a lot smaller than they are used to. This is a lot less than 53 stories high, but do you agree, Coordinator Edin? Oh, yes, Castellan. What do you make of this place? Well, this is so free and uh, in much of Spain, isn't it? Rather an interesting little planet, I, uh, I understand. Well, look at the state of this level. It's the sort of vandalism we run the Shoboga team for. Now, these two veterans are ready to put forward their pitch. Christ, who let Dad's army you? Hello, dragons. I am Castellan Spandrel, and I am Coordinator Edwin. We are here today seeking £80,000 in return for 10% of our business. Now this, this is the Matrix, also known as the APC net. Now then, APC stands for Amplified Paratropic Computations. Inside this gadget are trillions of electrochemical cells in a continuous matrix. The cells are the, uh, the repository of the party Time Lords. At the moment of death, an electrical scan is made of a brain pattern. And these millions of impulses are immediately transferred. We use all this combined knowledge and experience to predict future developments. But here is the cherry on the cake. You can use the matrix as a virtual reality. What you do is, you link your brain into the matrix and you can conjure up any scenario you choose. Like a, a well-prepared meal, a luxury holiday, rumpy bumpy with the partner of your dreams. Now, so far, we have showed 10,000 of these on Galaxy, but uh, we want to expand our offering here on Soul Free. Thank you for your time and we welcome any questions. A gentle but a short pitch from these two old duffers who are seeking an £80,000 cash injection to make their virtual reality into a... Um... Hmm. Reality, I suppose. Spandrel, Engin, hi. Um, I'm Peter. Oh, hello. <sighs> You're already in a bit of a pickle, aren't you? Huh? Well, you've called this piece of kit the Matrix, which is... Very similar, if not identical, to the 1999 movie starring Keanu Reeves. Oh, I mean, what I would do is immediately return to Gallifrey and rename your invention before the, the film company sue you for every penny you've got. 
Well, actually, Peter, that's wrong. You see, we originally came up with the Beta idea in 1976. So if anything, it should actually be the other way around. We should be suing the film company. Wow. Um, that's quite an audacious claim, to be honest. Um, do you have any proof of you? Oh, yes, yes. Let me put Yes. Uh, there you are. Right. Spandrel, this is just gibberish. I mean, it's 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 lots of squiggles. I mean, it could be anything. It could be a, a love letter. Um, is there any way you could translate for me? Yes, of course. Let me take that back. Ah, uh, yes. <coughs> right. To the Castellan of a Chancery Guard, I have good reason to approve this brand new invention called The Matrix. Yours sincerely, Joe Bloggs, Gallifrey Patents, dated the 15th of August, 1976. And oh, they've signed it over the Praetorian seal, too. Almost for words. Um, if this is true, this could radically change everything we know about the movies. A surprising revelation leaves Peter lost for words. And now Duncan wants to know more about the creation of this product. So uh, who came up with this gadget? Oh, well, actually, I did. You see, virtual reality is something of a pet hobby of mine, along with uh, archiving, uh, gardening, cocktail making, and uh, last of the summer wine. So why did you not do anything about the movie bit? You're expecting your idea. Ah, well, you see, Gallifrey movies are a bit behind the times. Now, at the moment, they've only reached the early talkies period, so we don't know anything about it until today. Well, you're in a great position here. You realise that you can make lots of money from this. Duncan starts drooling at the prospects of making a lot more money from a thorny side issue. But now Tuka wants to drill down into the financials. Spurgeon, Eggin, hi. Um, can we talk about turnover? Have you got the sales from the past three years? Oh, yes, certainly. Now, in, uh, let me see. Uh, yes, in 2020, we made £10 with a profit loss of £10,000. Uh, 2021, we made £5,000 with a profit of 10p. And uh, this year, we reached £100,000 with a profit of £50,000. Mmm, that's good. And uh, what are your predictions for next year? Oh, yes. Well, we are, of course, to make £500,000 with a profit of uh, £250,000. Nice one. Nice one. But uh, how did you grow your business so massively? Ah, yes. Well, well, that's another clever facet of the Matrix. You see, a couple of years ago, I was playing around with it and... Uh, and quite by chance, discovered that you could beam four patterns into every Gallifreyan. So, we broadcast a discount price of 20% for every introductory purchase into Gallifreyan mines, and uh, the Time Lords began to stuff them up like hot cakes. The two Time Lords are holding their own as an impressed Tuga scribbles lots of notes in his little black book, along with his shopping list for tonight's supper. But Theo is looking worried. These potential floor nudies in their children could accidentally see it as 
a fancy place to sleep and accidentally get themselves drawn into a virtual reality they may not like. Uh, well, there's good news and bad news. Oh, yes. Well, uh, the good news, the Matrix does have a child safety lock, which means that only adults can access the world with a special six-figure code. And what about the bad news? Ah, yes. Well, uh, that's an area that needs work. Because, um, you see, the default setting is, is a quarry with lots of horrible things, including uh, killer rubber crocodiles, Samurai warriors, clowns, um, psychotic train drivers, rotten eggs, eyes on cliffs, and a deadly marsh gas swamp. Hold it, did you say clowns? Yes. I freaking hate clowns. Why can't you do something about the default setting? Ah, uh, well, because we, uh, we haven't worked out how to reverse the polarity. That is terrible. That is terrible. It's a shame because you guys are really investable. But because of this, this revelation, I would not be spending any of my kids' hard earned inheritance on this. I'm earned. The shocking early broke the Spanjo and Engin as Theo exits the business of her on grounds of safety. And now, Duncan is ready to have his say. It's, uh, it's a real pity, this default setting. How quickly can you do something about this? Ah, uh, well, that's one of the reasons why we want a dragon on board, so he can help us with this problem. And, uh, how long do you see this taking? Uh, I, I don't know. Listen, guys, I'll, uh, I'll tell you what I am. I like use, I like the product, but your lack of knowledge on what sounds like a really simple problem to overcome has really put me off. So I'm you. A further devastating response as two dragons are now out. Batuga wants to return to an early element of Spandrel and Egan's pitch. So am I right in thinking that once the default problem is overcome, you can enjoy any virtual reality scenario, anything at all? Yes. And just how real is the virtual reality scenario? Oh, totally real. It's all because of uh, excitonic uh, uh, circuitry, which puts the excite into excitonic. And that includes the rumpy puppy. Oh, yes, yes. Hmm. All right, you guys. I've, I've, I think you've really got something here. So I'm going to make you an offer. But it comes at a price. Because of the default setting, these working on, and because of the whole movie thing, um, this is a bit of a tangled web. So, I will offer you all of the money, but I want 60% of your business. Encouraged by the prospect of virtual Rumpy Bumpy, an offer is finally on the table for Spanjo and Engin, but it's six times more than the duo wanting to give away. Can Peter come up with a more competitive offer? I still say you two are in a real bind. The default setting is a problem, um, but not as much as the wrangling over the rice. You see, this could be a long, tough battle 
which could cause big ripples in the cinematic ocean. Which is why I'm going to make you an offer. I like the product, but not as much as the thought of you two winning lots of cash from the inevitable rights fallout. So I will offer you all of the money, but I want 50% of the business. And I also want 50% of the rights money. Gosh. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, do you want to talk to the wall? Oh, why? Why? Can he talk back? Uh, <laughs> no, um, we mean that you have a quick talk between yourselves over, over which greedy offer you want. Ah, yes, certainly. Well, take a moment. Uh... Two different bids for Spandrel and Engin, but at considerably higher a rate than they wanted. Will they have the guts to respond with a counter offer? Well done, you Early one. What do we go to go for? Oh, yes, I think we go for that one. Yes, yes. What shall we do? Counter Yes, okay. Yes, yes. Thank you for your offers. Uh, but we believe that this is taking the piece a little, as we had a clear ceiling for what we want to give away. Uh, what he means is, I, beg, I do beg your pardon, is that would you consider reducing your stake at all? No, because I know what I can bring to the party. I have a team that can sell this matrix all over the, the planet Earth. Now, with the right marketing and with your rights argy-bargy, that means great publicity. You two, I am going to make you two multi-millionaires. Well, you see, I'm not either, because I have contacts, not just on Earth, but as far away, all over the solar system, as far away as Pluto. Now, I can make this business happen for you, not just here on Earth, but throughout the galaxy. But I'll tell you what I will do. Once I get my money back, I will drop my stake to 50% and I won't take any of your rights money either. Oh, well, uh, what do you think, Spadrill? Well, I think this is a good offer. Yes, yes well, that's very kind of you. All right, Tuka, we, uh, we gratefully accept your offer. Oh, excellent. Excellent, yes. Excellent, too, yes. It was a tough sell. A tough sell. But Spadrill and Engin have done it. They walk away with £80,000 in cash and the influence of a dragon on board. Thank you. We're really going to make this universal. You mark my words. This is going to be bigger than the relics from the old time, like the, uh, the Cecil Vessel, where the key. So where do you think we're heading, Castellan Spandero? Out into the universe. But you know... I have a feeling it isn't big enough for the two of us. The three of us, sorry. Huh. Next in the den is a businessman who hopes that his plastics company will not be a case of oh no. Oh, well, the uh, telephone call from them was pretty intriguing. I, um, I admit I was interested when the producer told me that there was a slim chance of bringing a dragon on board. 
Well, uh, although she also said that there's a big chance of the dragons ripping my business to shreds, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll see. What the hell is that? Look, it's some sort of cheap plastic looking tag. Oh, looks like a Nigel for our show. Hello, hello, dragons. Uh, my name is Rex Farrell, CEO of Farrell Plastics, and I'm here today to offer you. Um, uh, <clears throat> oh, what was it? Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. It's all right, take your time. Uh, oh, yes, yes. I am offering um, a 2% equity stake in my business in return for £200,000. Foul Plastics offers a wide range of unique retro plastic items, including this chair. Rather effective, actually. This, uh, this creepy-looking doll, the finest plastic flowers I've ever seen. And also, your very own policeman. Well, that's my pitch. Uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to ask. A faltering pitch from the owner of Feral Plastics. And already his audacious valuation has raised eyebrows in the den. But Duncan wants to get down to the name of the game. Rex, uh, do you bear it hate you? Uh, why? You got the name of a dog? You know, for a moment, I wondered if you were actually going to get down on all fours and beg. Oh, well, I, uh, I, I, Duncan, leave him alone. Leave him a bone, okay? Oh, too much, Pete. Too, too much. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's a bad pun. But, um, Rex, not as bad as your valuation. But I genuinely hope that you have some impressive figures to back up your claims. Okay? Yes, yes. Right, okay, so what was your turnover last year? Um, 16p. Did I hear that right? 16p? Uh, yes, 16p. It's, uh, it's been a bit of a troubled year, I'm afraid. Whew. Okay, um, so how bad was the loss? Well, uh, minus £40,000. Jesus, Rex, that is a right dog's dinner of a year. All right, what, what about the year before? Uh, I'm not sure. It all happened so long ago, you see. Ugh, Rex, what, why did you come on the show? It is your job to know the sales, and it sounds like to me that you're winging it. You're high, and I reckon you're hiding an even worse fiasco than what you had last year. A damning verdict on Rex's business already from Peter. But now, Suka wants to know about Rex's setup. Rex, how does the daily running of the plastics factory work? Um, how much are you producing? Uh, well, the, uh, the factory is running... It's, it's running at less than half capacity at the moment. Less! But, uh, we do have a steady repeat demand offer from a new client. And, uh, and, and just who is this mysterious client? Colonel Masters, of course. That explains everything. Colonel Masters. It's, it, he sounds like a big shot from a fried chicken company. Have you got any proof of this, Colonel Masters? Oh, well, yes, I do. Yeah, let me just empty my pockets. Right. Uh, oh, yes, uh, stotty hanky. Uh, excuse me a minute. Yes. Mm. Thank you. Uh, two pounds. Uh, 
sherbet lemons. Where is the damn thing? Uh, I don't understand. They should be a coffin. Look, Rex, I think you ought to take a couple of days off. And then when you've taken a couple of days off, close your business. Because at the moment, you don't have one. Plus, I wouldn't get out of bed for a stingy 2%. Rex, I'm out. An early exit for Tuka, who is frustrated at Rex's shambolic presentation and valuation. But Theo has spotted a much more concerning problem. These products look terribly dangerous for kids. Now, I know I sound like Mary Whitehouse, but say if a kid was to sit in that chair, I would be very worried that they would never get up again. <clears throat> oh, oh, sorry. Oh, yes. <clears throat> and then I'm not finished yet. Then there is that doll. I mean, what was that modeled on? It looks like a cross between right said Fred and Boris Johnson. I'm sorry, Rex, but you will not be getting my children's hard-earned inheritance. I bet. Rex has now lost two dragons. But Duncan looks like he wants to try another angle. Do you have anyone else involved in the business? Oh, yes, yes, uh, my father. So, 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 so why is the end of it? Uh, well, he's a bit of a stuffy old fart, to be honest. And uh, plus, he um, he had a bit of an accident with a, a newspaper, and um, he he just he just slipped away for a while. Oh, Rex, that's a real pity. Because I reckon he make more of a credible businessman than you. Well, there's no need to bring father into it. All right. Well, what about this Colonel Masters blow? All right, all right, all right. It's the Crowfoot fat again. Why not? I'm not sure. You see, uh, Rex, Rex, um, I'm not going to waste your time. Oh, mine. You're a shite businessman. Your products are shite. So I move. Three dragons have now left the deal. Only Peter remains standing, although he looks set also to deliver another damning verdict. Rex, I think you've been really disingenuous coming in here and demanding £200,000 quid in return for a measly 2%. Your products are complete rubbish. I'm amazed that anyone would buy that sort of thing in 1981, never mind 2023. Plus, that was also one of the worst ever pitches in the day. Um, you lack credibility, you're all over the place, you're defensive, you're rude, and you also have the name of a dog. So I'm out. Okay, uh, thanks. A swift exit from the den for Rex, who leaves the den with his tail between his legs. Do, 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 do. Sylvia, will you check the dragon's entitlement or termination of employment, please? Thank you. Next in the den is a hair-raising scheme from a man who has devised a unique method of handling dangerous materials. I hope I can convince the dragons that they should invest in my business. I uh, also hope they don't mind my invention not coming today, because he couldn't fit through the doors. 
My alternative technology is the future, and I'm sure the dragons will agree with that too. So this will be... <clears throat> no more radiation risks. Robots are the future. <laughs> oh my god, look at his hair! Hello, dragons. My name is uh, Jeremiah P. Kettlewell. I am here today asking for £100,000 in return for a 1.5 share of my robotics business. Now then, look at this screen. On this screen, you can see experimental prototype robot K1. Uh, his, his eventual purpose is to replace the human being in a variety of difficult and dangerous tasks. Tasks for which he is programmed are mining operations of uh, all kinds, operations involving radioactive materials, and appearing at children's birthdays. This is a fledgling business, and I am confident we could take it to greater things. Thank you for your time. Hoping that his pitch isn't the case of here today, gone tomorrow, Jeremiah Ketterwell is asking for £100,000, but only in return for an ambitious free 1.5% stake in his business. And I'm sorry, but I forgot to put my teeth in, my false teeth in. First to grill the entrepreneur is Tuka. Jeremiah! Me, I call you JP. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, every, everybody else does. I love your hair. I love your hair. How'd you get it looking like that? Oh, uh, well, you see, I uh, stick my finger in a live plug socket for precisely 30 seconds. And uh, as you can see, this is the end result. That's grand. But what is with this outrageous valuation? You say. You've got a fledgling business, but where did you get umpteen million for something that hasn't even got off the ground? Oh, I uh, looked it up on Facebook. Facebook? Uh, or is it Twitter? I'm, uh, I'm only new to this game, I'm afraid. It was something on social media. Um, I'm, I'm only new to this game, I'm afraid. Yeah, um, well, so I see. So I see, JP. Not the best start for Jeremiah, as Tuka has serious doubts about how much his business is worth. And Theo has spotted a glaring omission. JP, where's your team man? Man what? The robot. Oh, uh, well, I was hoping you wouldn't mention the robot. But, but you're pitching for a business about a robot. Why would I not ask about a robot when it's the main USP of your business? The pièce de résistance, if you like. Oh, I, I do apologize, but uh, he would have through the doors of this building. Oh. And, and, and also, he had a slight accident with my metallic waste virus. Uh, he's, um, he's currently missing both arms. So I have to make him some more in the meantime. JP, have you got the feeling that this pitch is not going according to plan? Disaster strikes for Jeremiah, as Theo exposes a major flaw in his presentation. But has Peter spotted something that the other dragons haven't? JP, hi, Peter here. 
So I'm really intrigued by what you just said, this virus thing. Can you tell me a bit more about that, please? Well, you know, when I think of that, that robot's potential, I invented the metal he's made of, you know. I call it living metal. It actually has the capacity to grow like a living organism. Well, that's how I came to make my other discovery, you know. It's the metallic equivalent of a virus. It breaks down metal into easily recyclable form. Oh, you, you can see what that means. Got you. It means that we shall be able to get rid of all the metallic waste that pollutes this planet. Cool. And what's your background? Oh, well, I, uh, I used to work for ThinkTech. Uh, but I have an all connection with that establishment some time ago, when I became completely disillusioned at the research and the direction all our research was taking. The road to ruination, Peter. I'm now devoting my life to alternative energy technologies. What, um, solar cells? He from windmills, that sort of thing? Yes, as you say, uh, that sort of thing. <laughs> it's a rich, complex field, and there is a great deal of work to do. Peter seems impressed by Jeremiah's experience and Greek credentials. But something is troubling Duncan. So, Adit, um, how have you managed to live? Oh, well, I have a, I have a crowdfunding page. And um, also the backing of the SRS. SRS. Yeah, um, Scientific Reform Society. Oh, yes, just before I left the think tank. They persuaded me to join it. I remember I went along to one of the meetings once. Ooh, very odd bunch. But uh, but they helped me out of the pickle. Oh, JP, JP, JP. You know, I was beginning to warn you that because you're hobnobbing with the SRS, you've just made yourself totally uninvestable. I mean, a huge blow for Jeremiah. This mention of the SRS causes Duncan to flee the deal. And Peter has had a change of heart too. You know, you were this close to getting a deal from me. You really were. But as soon as you mentioned the SRS, I knew that if I were to invest, I'd lose any credibility and integrity. And another thing, your motivation is all over the shop. You say you didn't like the think tank, you left it, but now you're in with a company that they recommended, which is even worse. Um, I can't invest today, so reluctantly, I'm out. Another dragon out as Peter refuses to sign a deal, and an incensed Theo looks equally annoyed. You are hanging around a bunch of sado loser nerds who make Yukid look like Greenpeace. An oot. Theo closes his little black book. As a third dragon exits, only Tuka remains. Can he somehow overcome the aversion to the SRS? I'm going to give you five seconds to tell me why you were connected with the SRS. For years, I've been trying to persuade people to stop spying this planet, Tuka. Now, with the help of my friends, I can beat them. Yeah, but aren't you forgetting that in science as in morality, the end never justifies the means? I'm out. Oh, no, no, couldn't we lock the SRS up? Oh, it, 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 it's too late to be squeamish, JP. Now, don't let the lift door hit your hair on the way out. It's all over for a dejected Jeremiah as he leaves the plat, the den with scorn ringing in his ears 
and not one penny to show for his efforts. Oh, that was worse than when Miss Winters activated the destructor codes. Well, I'm glad the dragons didn't come in looking back. You know, well, no one is carrying on my work in robotics because no one has the ability to do so. Good day. Last picture of the day comes from an experienced entrepreneur who is confident that he can get a deal. Back off! Don't drag your heels. Yes, Mr. Vaughan. Yeah, if they say no, can I shoot them? No, no, Packer. Don't worry. We need a sprat to catch our mackerel. What's that mean? I don't know. It, it sounded good. Ah, here we are. <laughs> Good morning, gentlemen. My name is Tobias Vaughan, and this is my trusty lapdog, Pearcock. I am the MD of an International Electromatics, and today I am looking for £250,000 in return for a £1 stake. International Electromatics is the big player in electronics. We manufacture everything electronic from washing machines to TVs. Efficiency, conformity, profitability. That is our watchword. Watchwords, sorry. We have enjoyed a very prosperous 2022 where we made a gazillion pounds with billions of billions of pounds of profit. Gentlemen, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. Back off. Please give our friends some bribes. I, I, <laughs> I mean transistor radios. Yes, Mr. Vaughan, a supremely confident pitch from the MD of M International Electromatics, as the dragons enjoy their new bribes. But Theo is looking a little deflated. Transistor radios, a disposable transistor radios, Theo. One of our latest products, most popular. We've sold 10 million in this country alone. Wow, really? Because I thought kids wanted streaming and Spotify and all that. Not at all, no. There's still a high demand for this retro market. We also sell a hefty amount of Betamax video recorders too. For once, Theo has lost the words, as Tobias bats away any concerns about current trends. Peter, meanwhile, wants to grill the entrepreneur more about his company. Tobias. Hi, Peter. Um, so what's your background? We're the world's big, biggest electronics manufacturers. You can hardly buy a piece of equipment that isn't ours. We set up a whole community of our own, factories, houses, a vast network of industrial complexes. All of the local people have been bought out. And um, you mentioned a really impressive turnaround. What's your figures for the last three years? 2021, 1 million turnover, 8 million profit. 2022, 2 billion turnover, 60 million profit. 2023, a gazillion turnover and billions of profit. And a pat of cake biscuit. Wow. So, why are you here today? I mean, you already sound like you're doing incredibly well. Because I, I <laughs> sorry, gentlemen, we want to take over the world. 
At the moment, International Electromatics is a butterfly to be. We merely want to bring it out of its cocoon. You dragons can help with that evolution. Tobias continues to wow the dragons as Peter looks to set to prepare a bid. But Tsuka has picked up on something odd. You say we? Who's we? I mean, does, does that be, mean you a monkey boy there? Yeah, No, 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 dear boy. He's merely there to beat up intruders and make tea. No, I am actually answerable to another boss. Oh, well, that can make things very difficult. I mean, I don't want to be a third wheel in this business. I'm here to help guide you on your journey to even bigger fortunes, and I will not be undervalued. Previously upbeat mood has taken a big dive as Tobias reveals that there is another business present in the mix. Duncan looks equally crestfallen. Can see, he see beyond this revelation? Tobias, um, why didn't you bring this mysterious boss with you? Oh, but I did, gentlemen, I did. Would you like to meet him? Uh, yeah, then you shall. Echo. Yes, Mr. Bourne. Activate the wobbly wall. Yes, Mr. Bourne. Gentlemen, let me introduce you to the Cyber Planner. That's your boss. Naturally, naturally, Peter. Let me talk to him. Has the information be considered? The images of the four humans have been analyzed and registered. They are known and are hostile. Hostile? How can that be? Have you been on planet Earth before? No. They have been recognized on planet 14 where they get all the main TV channels. They are dangerous and must be destroyed. Plans for investment are nearing completion. Nothing must be allowed to interrupt them. Don't worry, nothing will. So, um, let me get this straight. Your boss is a badly stacked pile of dinner plates and balloons and string with a voice that sounds like the teacher from the Charlie Brown cartoons. Naturally, you're mad. You'll think I'm mad, but all I want is power for its own sake. No, I have to have power. The world is weak, vulnerable, a mess of uncoordinated, un impossible ideals. It needs a strong man, a single mind, a leader. Peter is lost for words as Tobias makes an impassioned plea. And it seems to have struck a chord with Tuka. Tobias, I admire your humor. I also like your vision. So I'm going to make you an offer, but it comes at a price. So I will offer you all of the money for 20% of the business. Thank you. Tobias's mad rant looks to have paid off as he secures his first investment with a dragon. And now Duncan looks set to have his say. I agree with Tuka. I mean, you may be madder than a TARDIS full of frogs, but you do offer a very tempting business proposition. So I'll make you an offer. Um, all the money in return for 20%. Interest grows as Duncan matches Tuka's offer. Can Peter offer the business a deal? 
the businessman a deal, that's more competitive. Well, look, I'm going to make this a bit interesting for you, Tobias. Now, I believe that we could all bring something to this party, um, apart from Theo, who just wants the money for his kid's inheritance. I'm all right, Theo? You're right, Peter. An oot. Thank you. So my offer to you is a third of the money for six and a bit percent. If Duncan and Tuka want to come in with me, uh, yeah, happy with that. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, tell you what, why don't you go and have a talk to the Wobbly Wall? Thank you, gentlemen. Yes, Mr. Vaughan. A three-way offer is now on the table with three influential dragons on board. But will the cyber planner agree? Report the difficulty and we will assess it. Three dragons, one offer. 20% altogether. The stake is too small. The deal must be destroyed. Counter offer required. What are you going to do, Mr. Ball? Are you going to follow their orders? I don't take orders, bagger. I give them. Time has come to stop playing cat and mouse with these dragons. Gentlemen, thank you for your kind offers. We were wondering if you could lower your stake a little, say to 5% each once you get our money. Well, I think you undervalue what we can offer. The lowest I can do is 6%. Yeah, yeah, me too. Be free. Good. Well, what about 5% buyback? And a free dishwasher thrown into the bargain. Hmm. Actually, I could use a new dishwasher. I mean, because my one's just got knackered. What do you think, guys? Uh, no, no, it's not enough. If he wants in the fridge freezer, I might. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, a fridge freezer and a big screen telly. Yeah, I, th yeah, I think that's fair. What do you think, Tobias? So you wouldn't mind going down to 5% in return for a free TV, a fridge freezer, and a dishwasher? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll go back to the wobbly wall. I'll be with you in a moment, gentlemen. Yes, Mr. Ball. Is the investment a bit more small? 5% for the promise of a white screen TV, a fridge freezer, and a dishwasher. <laughs> It has been awkward. Thank you. Well, gentlemen, I do believe we're in business. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Oh, well done, yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, oh, we're going to have a time of our lives. You might, might want to. Thank you, gentlemen. Yes. An electromatic spying conclusion to the deal as Tobias and Packer seal the deal. We're delighted. Or we'll flog them the electronic goods from our rejects pile. Naturally. I'm sure they won't notice. Heck on! Yes, Mr. Ball. So it just goes to show that a bit of lying and power-mad ambition can win you the backing of not one, but three dragons. Join us again for more Den of a Doctor. Goodbye for now.